National Radio. Hello, dear friends, and welcome. You're listening to Bulgaria Today, Radio Bulgaria's podcast in English, where we bring you the main news, stories, and music from this country. Today, in the studio of the Bulgarian National Radio in Sofia, it is me, Elizabeth Radkova. Let's see what's on the program on Thursday. First, we'll bring you a recap of the latest news from Bulgaria and the weather forecast for tomorrow. Next on the show, we'll tell you a story of resilience against the communist regime. A fine Bulgarian composer faced adversity, was denied a career and sent to labor camps, but his towering personality could not be crushed. In an exclusive interview with our colleague Diana Tsankova, musicologist Professor Natasha Yapova, the author of his biography, shares insights into his incredible journey. And finally, in our Song of the Day section, in honor of the 90th anniversary since the birth of the legendary folk singer Kichka Savova, we are thrilled to feature a special performance of the song from the Thrace region, Rade Rade Bialu Rade. Stay with us as we navigate through the rich tapestry of Bulgaria's stories, news and music. Up next is the summary of today's headlines. Bulgaria Today Here are the main news headlines of Radio Bulgaria on Thursday, February the 22nd. Hyundai fears unfair competition in the construction of Units 7 and 8 of Kozlodoy NPP. Bulgaria and Turkey sign a memorandum on cross-border airspace security operations. Kubrat Pulev is to face Mahmoud Char in Sofia in a match for the WBA regular title. State of Illinois proclaims March the 3rd as Liberation Day of Bulgaria. And now the news in full. Bulgaria's parliament rejected a proposal for consideration of a draft decision for the construction of new capacities at the Kozlodoy nuclear power plant. Member of parliament Delian Dobrev, chairman of the National Assembly Energy Committee, asked the parliament to consider the draft decision which had already been approved by the Parliamentary Committee on Energy and the Parliamentary Committee on Environment and Water. However, it was rejected by the plenary with 102 votes in favour, 61 against and 51 abstentions, BTA reports. The draft decision envisages that NPP Kozlodui, new capacities, start, conduct and conclude negotiations with Hyundai for the construction of units 7 and 8 in Kozlodui NPP. Hyundai was shortlisted to build units 7 and 8 at the Kozludui nuclear power plant in competition with two American and two Chinese companies. The parliamentary committees rejected the proposal to invite the U.S. company Bechtel for negotiations. Hyundai fears unfair competition from some of its competitors in the construction of Units 7 and 8 using Westinghouse AP1000 technology. The company emphasizes that it will cooperate with the South Korean embassy in Sofia to overcome the difficulties. Hyundai's position was published by the South Korean embassy in Bulgaria, BGNS News Agency reported. 
The governments of Bulgaria and Turkey signed in Ankara a memorandum on cross-border airspace security operations. The memorandum was signed by Bulgaria's Minister of Defense, Tadur Tagarev, and the Minister of National Defense of Turkey, Yashar Güler. The document defines the rights, responsibilities and obligations of the parties, as well as the basic principles, procedures and conditions for conducting cross-border operations to protect the airspace of the two countries, BTA reported. Bulgaria and Turkey also discussed the activities of the Mine Countermeasures Task Group in the Black Sea and expressed confidence that there will be more and more active participation in joint initiatives to ensure security. Tadur Tagarev met with members of the Turkish Parliamentary Defense Committee. Minister Tagarev also held talks with representatives of the Turkish defense industry, reported BGNS. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker proclaimed March 3, 2024, as a day dedicated to celebrating the liberation of Bulgaria. The document marks 20 years since Bulgaria's accession to NATO, 121 years of the establishment of diplomatic relations between Bulgaria and the United States, 146 years since the re-establishment of Bulgaria. The document mentions that the oldest Bulgarian church in Illinois, the Holy Trinity Church, was built in 1910 by Bulgarian refugees from the region of Macedonia. It also acknowledges the contribution of the St. Sophia Bulgarian Orthodox Church and the 13 Bulgarian Sunday schools for the preservation of Bulgarian language, religion and culture. With Governor Pritzker's proclamation and the resolutions of the United States Senate and the U.S. House of Representatives in 2023, the Bulgarian community in Illinois has received unprecedented recognition in the modern history of Bulgarian emigration. Bulgarians should be proud of what has been achieved, but also responsible for preserving our culture, language and identity for the future generations, said Bulgaria's Consul General in Chicago, Svetoslav Stankov. Bulgaria has been invited as an exclusive guest at the international tourism exhibition Travel Plus in Budapest, which presents the latest and most interesting tourism offers. Bulgaria presents itself as a safe and tranquil destination with long-standing tradition of quality and hospitality in tourism, combining beautiful and diverse nature, cultural heritage, quality at a reasonable price, delicious food and excellent wines. From February the 22nd to February the 25th, five companies, the municipalities of Samkov, Petrich, Bansko and Varna, as well as the regional history museum Schumann, will participate in the Bulgarian pavilion, which spans 100 square meters. In 2023, the number of Hungarian tourists in Bulgaria increased with 35% as compared to 2022, said the Ministry of Tourism. The Bishop's Basilica of Philippopolis, the late antiquity building Eirene in Plovdiv, are now part of the 100 national tourist sites in Bulgaria. This decision was made by the Coordination Council of the National Tourist Movement Discover Bulgaria 100 National Tourist Sites. The meeting was attended by the Minister of Culture, Krusty Krustev, Deputy Minister of Tourism, Irena Georgieva, and the Chairman of the Bulgarian Tourist Union, Venceslav Vene. Fourteen nominations were considered and seven of them were approved. 
Among them are the Sofia Synagogue, the Historical Museum in Strelcha, the National Astronomical Observatory in Rozhen, the Museum of the Rodopikast in Chapelare and others. On March the 30th, Bulgarian boxer Kubrat Pulev will face Mahmoud Char in a match for the WBA regular title. The match will take place in Arena Sofia. This is an incredible event. There were many difficult decisions. We are doing the incredible and the impossible so that it will be in front of a home audience, said Pulev at the first press conference in Sofia before the fight. I will face a serious opponent who also has a lot of experience. He has been through serious battles. I approach the fight with respect and dignity. I'm going to be in great shape. I will do my best to achieve this victory and make Bulgaria the world champion in boxing, the Bulgarian boxer said. On Friday, the lowest temperatures in Bulgaria will be between 0 and 5 degrees Celsius. In Sofia, about 2. During the day, there will be scattered clouds. In the southern regions of the country, rainfalls are possible in the afternoon. The highest temperatures will be between 14 and 19 degrees Celsius in the capital city, about 16. At the Black Sea coast, clouds will break to sunny weather. It will be rainy in the southern parts of the coast. Air temperatures will reach up to 11-16 degrees Celsius. The temperature of the sea water is 7-8. In the mountains, there will be scattered clouds. Over the southern massifs, the cloudiness will be more significant and precipitation is possible. The temperature at 1,200 meters above sea level will be up to 8 degrees Celsius, at 2,000 meters minus 1. Bulgaria today. This has been the news on Bulgaria today, and here are the main headlines on Thursday once again. Bulgaria and Turkey Air sign a memorandum on cross-border airspace security operations. Bulgaria expects new tourists from Hungary. Seven new destinations enter the list of 100 national tourist sites. Boxer Kubrat Pulev is to face Mahmoud Char in Sofia. You're listening to Radio Bulgaria in English. Composer Trifon Silyanovsky, the erudite whom the communist regime could not break. Musicologist Professor Yapova tells his story in an interview with Diana Tsankova. In those wretched times, when all people were supposed to be cut out of the party mold, to stand out with one's position was a sin, often punishable by physical destruction. Some of these people, however, survived their bodies broken by the atrocities of the communist labor camps, but their souls intact. At the end of 2023, Trifon Silyanovsky, composer, concert pianist, musicologist, philosopher, theologian, would have reached his centenary had he not long ago left for the heavenly abode far above our flawed world. This jubilee has been modestly celebrated by some musical communities, the Catholic Church, on the other hand, paid him due tribute 
on the day of remembrance and honor of the victims of the communist regime. Трифон Силяновски е един еродит, един изключително образован човек в много области. Трифон Силяновски was a man of great erudition. He was knowledgeable in many fields and had the ability to get to the bottom of whatever he was engaged in, says Professor Natasha Yapova, author of the book Трифон Силяновски, Time and the Individual. He had a thorough knowledge of the great philosophical works of classical and modern German philosophy. He had a methodology for studying the history of music, the humanities, a concept that was lacking in his era, which was characterized by the dominance of a single, so-called historical method. At the time when personality was smothered, he was a towering personality, and that was the real reason for his imprisonment in Belene. He grew up in the exclusive atmosphere of a household that often hosted such esteemed figures as the famous writer Yurdan Yovkov and the exquisite poet Nikolai Liliev. The diplomat and historian Simeon Radev and the literary scholar Professor Alexander Balabanov. Trifon shared his interest in Latin music and jurisprudence with his father, the eminent jurist Professor Dmitry Silanovsky. After graduating from the classical high school in Sofia, he went to Austria where he studied art history and style studies at the University of Vienna and at the same time studied at the conservatory under the great pianist Wilhelm Kempf. Returning to his homeland, he majored in three disciplines, composition in the class of Pancho Vladigerov and piano in the class of Dimitar Nenov at the State Academy of Music as well as law at the University of Sofia. In 1948, Trifon Silanovsky won second prize at the Old Bulgarian Singers and Instrumentalist competition, while the highest award went to Bukurishliev. The winner went to France, where he graduated from the École Normale de Musique and established himself as a composer, while the runner-up ended up in Belene. It was the 2nd of July 1949, the day of Georgi Dimitrov's death. The Belene Foundation wrote down Trifon Silanovsky's painful memory. We were rehearsing. The next day there was to be a concert at the conservatory and I was to play Beethoven's Fifth Concerto. A man came in, interrupted the rehearsal and said that Georgi Dimitrov had died and there would be no concert. We got off the stage and at the back there were portraits of Dimitrov, Lenin and Stalin. And I said in a smaller circle, Now that these two are dead, when will the third one go? I meant Stalin. This was perhaps a welcome thing for the informers, because I had made similar statements before expressing my resentment. On the 6th of July, at 6.30, a militioner and two civilians came to my door. They searched the house and so on, and then, please come with us for further clarification. The departure in Good's wagon, the nights in a dugout at minus 28 degrees, the digging of burial chambers for the dead, the beatings, the stays in solitary confinement, the 15-hour slave labor in the mud and mines, the hunger and the feasting on bugs as the greatest delicacy. All this marked the days and nights of this enemy of the people for three years in the concentration camps of Belene, 
Kutsian and Bogdanov dole. And after his release, he faced a new test of his spirit, to resume performing and to recover his piano technique. It is really amazing, continues Professor Natasha Yapova, how he started practicing and became so good that at one point his dearest childhood friend, the great conductor Dubrin Petkov, invited him to give concerts. Trifon Siranovsky performed a modest number of concerts and only a few recordings of his playing have survived, all of them remarkable evidence of his exceptional musicality and sensitivity. After his time in the labor camp, he composed three liturgical works, Misa Ordinaria, Te Deum, and Stabat Mater, in the great Western European religious tradition. Of course, he wrote them to his own satisfaction because at the time it was unthinkable that such music could be performed. The glamorous artistic appearances are a rare gift in the now dim days of the once promising young man in whose face the founder of musicology in Bulgaria, Professor Dr. Brashovanov, himself proclaimed a bourgeois scientist, saw his successor. In order to survive, Trifon Silenovsky had to play in pubs, give private lessons in classical languages and piano, and even work as a gravedigger, a profession he had learned during his conviction on the Persin island. A ray of hope in this meager existence came from the respect of his fellow musicians. Before a concert, they would play their piano program in front of Trifon Silenovsky, asking him for tips and advice on the final touches in the understanding and interpretation of a given work. Another source of optimism was a secret meeting with Dmitri Shostakovich. In 1958, the great Russian composer was invited by the Union of Bulgarian Composers to visit the country. At the time, Trifun Silenovsky was persona non grata. He had continued to compose, his musical works carefully stored away in a drawer. In Russe, Dobrim Petkov gave a brilliant performance of Shostakovich's Ninth Symphony. The Russian composer was extremely impressed, says Professor Natasha Yapova. Shostakovich was delighted to meet the conductor, who in turn took advantage of the situation to tell him about a very interesting composer who will never be officially introduced to you, but it is worth seeing his works. They met at the home of Trifun Silenovsky, who showed Shostakovich his scores. Afterwards, Trifun wrote a letter to his friend, which Dubrin Petkov kept and was later published, thanking him for the opportunity to share his musical ideas with such a great musician. Perhaps because of the honor that such a great composer had paid him, in 1973, Trifun Silenovsky, together with the current director of the Sofia Opera House, Professor Plamen Kartalov, was allowed to establish in Blagoevgrad the Blagoevgrad Chamber Opera and later to teach at the Plovdivhaya Music Pedagogical Institute, now the Academy of Music, Dance and Fine Arts. After the fall of the communist regime on the 10th of November 1989, 
He also worked with students at the National Academy of Music, thanks to Professor Milena Mulova, who invited him to be an assistant in her class. Unofficially, he was also made an honorary professor, a title that does not exist in this country. Trifon Silanovsky died in 2005 at the age of 82. He composed three symphonies, three concertos for string orchestra, a concerto for piano and orchestra, Rilke-inspired songs for soprano and piano, left hand, sonatas for violin, viola, cello, religious works, as well as a large number of studies in philosophy, aesthetics, theology, art history and musical interpretation. In contrast to most of his contemporaries who chose to create propagandistic festive music with folk borrowings, he rather followed a line that continued the modernism of the first half of the 20th century, says Professor Natasha Yapova. Trifon Silanovsky also leaves us his example of a man who went through hell on earth, yet kept his dignity, and by his deeds lit a path through the dark times in which he was destined to live. Song of the Day February the 22nd marks the 90th anniversary of the birth of Kichka Savova, one of the most significant singers from Bulgaria's Thrace folklore region. All who knew her during her lifetime keep in their hearts the memory of a talented, truly good, bright and kind person. Kichka Savova left dozens of recordings for the Bulgarian National Radio, one of which is Rade Rade Bialo Rade. The Kitschkasavova Foundation will mark the anniversary with several events, a jubilee record, a tour with the participation of university and high school students specializing in folk songs, who will perform songs from Kitschkasavova's repertoire, and the traditional song competition in the village of Sladun, in which about 1,500 participants gather each year. Check our website in the folklore section where you will find more about the singer and the anniversary events. Thank you for joining us on Bulgaria Today here on Radio Bulgaria's podcast. As we wrap up this Thursday, February the 22nd, we want to remind you to stay connected with us. Visit our website for the latest updates, in-depth analysis, interviews and captivating, beautifully illustrated stories covering Bulgaria's rich history, folklore, culture, cuisine and way of life. The address is easy to remember, bnr.bg. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Radio Bulgaria English Service. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify. Just type Bulgaria Today podcast in the search bar and you'll find us. We love hearing from our listeners So send us your thoughts, feedback or story suggestions via email at english at bnr.bg. We value your input. That was all for today. Thank you for spending your time with us. I'm Elizabeth Ratkova, wishing you a lovely evening and looking forward to having you join us again tomorrow on Bulgaria Today on Radio Bulgaria. National Radio.